And so we've arrived at Good Friday. This is April the 3rd, A.D. 33. And the descriptive phrase Good Friday kind of seems to have somewhat of a contradiction, right? Like what is good about such a dark, gloomy, discouraging day of Jesus' death? But what I would tell you is it's similar to the words of the Old Testament character of Joseph at the end of Genesis. What you meant for evil, God used for good. And so what these Jewish figures and the Roman governing officials meant for evil in terms of getting rid of Jesus, God is going to use for good in saving the entire world, paying for the sins of the entire world, and giving everyone an opportunity to be saved, to be forgiven, and to know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. And so the teaching and the instructing of those who were open to Jesus' message has come to an end. The Last Supper with His disciples has concluded, and Jesus has finished praying, watching, and waiting in the Garden of Gethsemane. He knows that Judas has arrived with his band of soldiers carrying clubs and torches. So after a very meaningful meal with his disciples, Jesus has been awake all night, praying and spending time with his Heavenly Father. Now physically and emotionally exhausted and sleep-deprived, his betrayer comes to hand him over to the religious leaders. Judas has told them, my signal will be a kiss. So he kisses Jesus after a basic greeting and the mob steps in while Judas escapes into the night. Jesus tells them that they had every opportunity to arrest him while he taught in the temple every day. Yet they come to him at night with swords and clubs as if he were some major threat and a violent criminal. The religious officials coupled with the Roman guards are prepared for mayhem. But except for Peter, Drawing a sword and cutting off the ear of one of those guards named Malchus, nothing happens. Jesus is one to bring peace. He's even called the Prince of Peace. But the arresting brigade sees him as a serious threat. Perhaps their hatred for him had so blinded them to this level. At this point, there's a long and arduous series of Jewish trials and Roman trials that Jesus endures. The first is an informal one before Annas, who is the father-in-law to the high priest. There's questioning and accusations, but nothing official is determined at the house of Annas. So he sends Jesus to Caiaphas, the high priest. Here, there are representatives of the Sanhedrin and other Jewish religious leadership. They bring in shoddy witnesses, and no one is able to align their statements to get them to match up. The one thing they conclude is that Jesus committed blasphemy by declaring that he can tear down the temple and rebuild it in three days. They also asked him, are you the son of God? Throughout all of their accusations and their harsh questioning, Jesus is silent. To fulfill the prophecy that we see in Isaiah that said, As a lamb is led to the slaughter, so he opened not his mouth. He remains silent. But here he speaks up and he says, It is as you say. Interestingly enough, while this trial is going on, there's an outer experience happening with Peter and with John. They're gathered around a courtyard campfire. John has some access and Peter follows him, John is able to, for some reason or another, get a little closer inside to witness what's taking place. There is a small crowd of witnesses seeing this trial, but Peter hangs out in the courtyard, and in doing so, he begins to be accused by various people that he was one of the 12. He starts off just saying, no, I wasn't. He then goes to an oath emphatically saying he wasn't, and then he ends with bringing a curse or a judgment on himself, saying, no, I do not know the man. And at that point, the rooster crows just as Jesus said it would, and Peter remembers Jesus' words. Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Such an interesting thing happening outside of the courtroom. 
But in the courtroom, because of Jesus' remarks, it is as you say, there's outrage and extreme anger demonstrated by the high priest through tearing his own robes. Some harsh physical brutality of Jesus begins as they slap him in the face and they mock him. The religious leaders know that they cannot carry out any orders for capital punishment, so they formally render a final verdict of guilt and send him to Pilate, the Roman governor, to be dealt with at this point. Jesus is now entering a second series of trials that would be carried out by the Roman governing authorities. He was delivered to Pilate, bound in similar fashion as a hardened criminal. This was because the Sanhedrin and religious rulers of Israel were determined to get rid of Jesus due to the threat that he posed. And at this time, another of Jesus' disciples, the one whom the, the scripture tells us Satan had entered to betray him, Judas comes along, goes to the the religious leader's area of decision-making and expresses regret. He expresses remorse. He says, I have betrayed innocent blood. And while the Roman trials are going on, he tries to make right the wrong that he did. And the, the religious authorities, the Sanhedrin and those ruling religious leaders said, what is it to us? We've got what we wanted now. And he throws the money down and walks away in bitterness. The scripture would then further tell us that he went out and he hanged himself. But the hardened criminal nature of Jesus bound as he travels to Pilate's outer court is because the Sanhedrin and religious rulers of Jesus's day, those in Israel, were determined to get rid of him due to the threat that he posed. But they had no authority to put him to death. So they had to pose him and present him as a criminal. So when Pilate receives Jesus, he observes a very quiet, non-confrontational, peaceable person. This is a sharp contrast from the loud, belligerent, and defensive individuals accused of crimes that he usually receives. The Jewish leadership would not enter Pilate's headquarters for fear of defiling themselves during the Passover. And so in an effort to be understanding toward them, Pilate goes out to meet them and clarify the charges that are being brought regarding Jesus. The Sanhedrin and the Jewish rulers know that Pilate has no interest in theological matters, so they make up the charges to be more political. They say to him, Jesus is exercising civil disobedience, which could lead to an overthrow of Roman leadership. Furthermore, he is challenging the payment of taxes to Caesar and declaring himself to be king in order to establish his own kingdom. So Pilate asks Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? What will you say to your accusers? Don't you want to defend yourself, Pilate says? And Jesus simply says, it is as you say. Pilate sees Jesus as innocent and has no interest in carrying out his execution. So he looks for a loophole, a way out to remove this matter off of his hands. As he continues to question Jesus some more, Pilate finds out that Jesus is a Galilean. So he transfers him to Herod for more interrogation and questioning. Herod is an eccentric ruler who is delighted to have Jesus because he thinks he will get a performance or a show out of him. When this doesn't transpire, Herod sends Jesus back to Pilate. And before he sends Jesus back, though, Herod does mock and ridicule Jesus along with those soldiers hanging out in his court. Once again, Pilate's initial verdict is not guilty, but he knows that the Jewish leadership will not accept this. To make matters worse, Pilate's wife sends word to him to leave Jesus alone. Have nothing to do with this man. You see, she had a dream that has been haunting her ever since she experienced it. And now Pilate is in turn torn as to what he should do. 
and he decides to lean into a Jewish custom, thinking this will let him off the hook once more. Every Passover, it is customary to pardon or to free one individual. This time it's Barabbas, a criminal, a thief, and an insurrectionist. Pilate decides to put it to a choice of the people, and surely they will choose Jesus of Nazareth. But the Pharisees have taunted and stirred up the crowd to say, Give us Barabbas. Pilate decides to have Jesus tortured and beaten. The Roman soldiers place a crown of thorns upon his head and press it in to mock his kingship. They hit Jesus, they slap him, and spit in his face. They mock him as a prophet, saying, Tell us, who is it that hit you? All of this, from Pilate's viewpoint, should be enough. But it wasn't. So Pilate presents Jesus and asks, What do you want me to do with the one called Jesus of Nazareth? And the raucous crowd, ginned up once more by the religious leadership of the Jews, says, Crucify him. Pilate says, why? What has he done? I find no fault in him. But they yell out louder all the more, crucify him, crucify him. Pilate steps up and he washes his hand in the basin at his seat of authority, symbolically saying, I am not responsible for this man's fate. And he has Jesus severely scourged and beaten. This process, torturous enough on its own, would kill most people. It involves stripping one of his clothes, chaining him to a post while he is whipped repeatedly by a whip with leather strips containing pieces of rock, bone, and metal fragments at each end. Most victims would never survive this kind of punishment and beating, but Jesus is empowered by God to endure the cross for us, and so he does. The scripture says that Pilate gave the signal for Jesus to be led away to be crucified. The time frame at this point is noon. And this is significant because noon is the time when Passover preparation kicked into high gear and lambs were being slaughtered all throughout the land to prepare for the Passover meal. So while all throughout Jerusalem, the slaughtering of lambs is taking place, Jesus, the Lamb of God, is being slaughtered by crucifixion to save us from our sins. In the journey to the hilltop of Golgotha at noon, in broad daylight, Jesus is so weak that he collapses And the soldiers select Simon of Cyrene, an out-of-town bystander, there with his two sons to carry the cross the rest of the way. Jesus is exhausted from malnourishment, sleep deprivation, ridicule, endless standing, countless beatings, fierce questioning, and even intense torture. And now he will hang on the cross for around three hours or so with the determination to finish his mission glorify his father and satisfy sin's demands let's turn to the scripture to pick up the story from here we find it in luke 23 starting in verse 26 as they led him away they seized simon a cyrenian who was coming in from the country and laid the cross on him to carry behind jesus a great multitude of the people followed him including women who were mourning and lamenting him but turning to them jesus said daughters of jerusalem Do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. Look, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren, the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if they do these things when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others, criminals, were also led away to be executed with him. And when they arrived at the place called the skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals one on the right 
and one on the left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, because they do not know what they are doing. And they divided his clothes and cast lots. The people stood watching, and even the leaders kept scoffing. He saved others. Let him save himself if this is God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him. They came offering him sour wine and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. An inscription was above him. This is the king of the Jews. Then one of the criminals hanging there began to yell insults at him also. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other answered, rebuking him, Don't you even fear God? Since you are undergoing the same punishment, we are punished justly because we're getting back what we deserve for the things we did. But this man has done nothing wrong. He's innocent. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, I assure you, Today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three, because the sun's light failed. The curtain of the sanctuary was split down the middle, and Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I entrust my spirit. Saying this, he breathed his last. And when the centurion saw what had happened, he began to glorify God, saying, This man really was righteous. All the crowds that gathered for this spectacle, when they saw what had taken place, went home, striking their chests. But all who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. And there was a good and righteous man named Joseph, a member of the Sanhedrin, who had not agreed with their plan and their action to kill Jesus. He was from Arimathea, a Judean town, and he was looking forward to the kingdom of God. He approached Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Taking it down, he wrapped it in fine linen and placed it in a tomb cut into the rock where no one had ever been placed. It was preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. The women who had come with him from Galilee followed along and observed the tomb and how his body was placed. Then they returned and prepared spices and perfumes, and they rested on the Sabbath according to the commandment. As you go about this day on Good Friday, consider the great lengths Jesus went through to save you, the suffering he endured that we should have taken, and the life that he gave up so that we wouldn't stay separated from God. What a Savior. What a sacrifice. What a God who was willing to lay down his own life. It's a powerful day. It's a difficult day, but it's a day we all need. The very first Good Friday the most important week of the most important person who ever lived is one we want to remember. It's one we want to consider for what he did for us and the love that he had poured out for us all throughout that experience.